Welcome to We Talk Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Notch. And I'm Colin. This week, we bring you Cristiano Ronaldo killing JFK. Not really. Clint Irwin getting locked out of his parents' house. Not really. And Ibarra clones taking over MNUFC. Yeah, really. I was listening to the book Failure is Not an Option by Gene Kranz. Do you know who, guy, who that is? Nope. Apollo Sounds 13. Sounds familiar then. Yeah, yeah. Apollo 13, the guy who Ed Harris oh, plays. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. The, the bus got hair, constant presence in the Mercury, Gemini, and Apollo mission controls. Okay. Legendary NASA flight director. Anyway, he's got a book. Pretty cool book. Fun, fun to fun listen. Anyway, he was one of the guys who wrote the manual on flight directoring. So, like, I, that's a word, right? Directoring? Directorship. It is now. Okay, Fools thank you. I, I am now. Shakespeare after all. So he wrote the book on it. I want to ask you guys, if you were to write procedures, the book on something, what would you write the procedures for in your life? Like turning on a car, uh, taking care of pit bulls, what, what would it be? Um, yeah, probably that. Either, either taking care of pits or... I mean, given the fact that I actually did write policies and procedures manuals. Boring. So. Boring. And that beep that you just heard was the home alarm system that I've installed uh, reacting to the fact that the back door just opened. So I want to put out there that the system company, I would mention who it was, but they haven't sponsored our podcast, so they don't get a shout out. Good, good. Yeah. yeah hint, like, uh, it could be anybody. Hint, Abode Systems, if y'all want to list your list and, and want to sponsor. You right. literally just said right. that no, we weren't writing hey, 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 I said I was Shakespeare. I didn't say I was smart, okay? Hey, if, you were saying you've literally Nest, written the If Ness wants to sponsor us too, we can switch all this out, right? Or Simply Safe. Simply Safe, yeah. Yeah, whoever. Wants to yeah, sponsor sponsor us. Us. Yeah. Let's just mention all of them now. Anyway, <laughs> so you've literally written procedures. That's kind of boring, so I want to move past that. Yeah, yeah. So, so but you, I don't think our listeners know you own several pit bulls. Yes, I own three of them, and they are generally friendly and uh danny is my favorite yeah he is he is a good boy okay uh, yeah that's that's pretty great man what would you write a procedure manual on i mean the easy answer is fifa that's... that i played a lot but also like i used to run camp outs for middle schoolers and high schoolers okay so i'm pretty good at camping out and packing for camp outs did you ever read game facts FAQs, no. game FAQs. I, well, back back no, in the not day, like the, the magazine, like I went on their website a few times to like, okay. look up stuff for. I mean, these these were like stuff. like uh, we talked about that to the old Republic before to like figure out yeah. what I was supposed to do in that game. I definitely went on game facts. I mean, it used to be a thing, you know. You used to download these little notepad text files with mm -hmm. every game that you played, and I actually wrote the text file and the FAQ not on the game, but on a TV show, Star Trek Voyager. Nerd. I did. So that was my contribution to this world. Um, if you go on the old Trek BBS and look for the Star Trek Voyager FAQ, that was my work. Anyway, with that blockbuster, let's move into our first segment of this show called United Passions. Our sport has a bright future ahead. In the United Passions segment, we talk about the United we are most passionate about, Minnesota United FC, which had two games this week. Polar opposites of one another, I would argue, or not. No, I, w I wouldn't argue. Okay. Um, there were elements. Yeah, there were yeah. elements of the kind of terribleness against Houston in the Toronto game. Toronto were, let's get this out of the way quickly, very bad against Toronto us. were garbage. They were 
having a leisurely stroll on turf and i want to tell them guys there's like great boundary waters just north of here we can take you for nice walks elsewhere you don't have to be on this pitch just forfeit this game put us all out of our misery uh, which was my thought at, at the beginning and then darwin scored three goals and i was like that's why i'm here and left thinking wow We're i have really hope good. now no i didn't go that far oh okay uh, i did have hope for a second and then it was extinguished over the weekend when we came up against an opponent that wasn't terrible and taking a leisurely stroll in our stadium but again getting back to toronto i want to talk about the most important part of the game um which of course everybody's seen this uh michael bradley getting booed big controversy the most important thing that happened we should spend at least 20 minutes talking about this <sighs> no let's not I'm, spend I'm any time i was a joke cool. Cool. you guys didn't laugh god Good. Okay. okay yeah i did not want to talk about that at all my butthole just unplanched okay darvin <laughs> quintero though three beautiful goals beautiful placement from outside the box refusing at times uh, when there was a player near him that was open he refused to pass held the ball and scored three amazing goals through his selfishness fair yeah yeah totally fair I think he. You would also have to mention the fact that Clint Irwin was hilariously Terrible. off his line on every single like one of those goals. Richard Sanchez levels of just nowhere whoa, whoa, whoa. Where he dude. Is. Let's not go that Spoiler far. Spoiler okay. alert! You're like, come on, man. Clint Irwin might have family who listen to this podcast. We don't want to insult him that badly. We'll get death threats, okay, if we compare him to Richard Sanchez. Do you think he has family listens to this? Interesting. Just go with it. I mean, you know, just this is you. Hi, Mrs. Irwin. Sorry about nothing really. He he sucked. He sucked. Yeah, he was terrible. He was bad. You should probably lock him out of the house. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now change the locks. I don't. I don't know where you went with that, but we should probably go somewhere else, which is... So much shame that he shouldn't go home. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of so much shame that they shouldn't go home, uh. Houston won 3-0 against us. That was a wake-up call if we've ever needed one. Before this game, the big controversy was the fact that Francisco Calvo, who had, through yellow card accumulation, been suspended for this game, he was replaced by Tyrone Mears in our 3-5-2. Which is bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. Who would you have played? The goddamn center back that was on the bench the entire game, Wyatt Amosberg. He's, what, 22-23? Tyrone Mears is 35 so here's the Tyrone Mears won't be here next year. Tyrone Mears will. is a better player. He's more experienced. And he is has been pretty decent when he's played for us this year. Tyrone Mears is a, is a fullback. Hasn't played center back as far as to my knowledge. We need to build towards the future because this year is a wash. We're pushing for the playoffs. No, we're not. We're going to finish below the playoffs. We're going to finish below. For lucky, we'll finish above last place. Wyatt Onsbridge has been starting. He should be getting minutes under... Uh, our kids' feet and some experience in MLS. He's been playing decently for US, the USL side with Tulsa. He's played a couple times for Minnesota recently, and it has looked all right. Give him more playing time. This was his chance to get a full 90 minutes in, and you give it to a 35-year-old who will be a free agent or retired next season. It is absolute garbage. You say that with that. so much conviction, like we are gonna change the way we go about things, and I'm, I'm, we're gonna have like next year's backline: Cronin, oh, Mears, God. Birch, Cronin. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it, uh, here's here's the good news about all of this kvetching and stuff. Um, 
the formation wasn't the reason that they lost. The no. reason that they lost is because this team is garbage on set pieces and had zero energy going forward. Also, Ibsen's really good at passing the ball to other play- other teams and l- allowing them to score off. There the was there was Great a line to team. There was a line that I heard in the uh, Toronto game, which was rare mistake from Ibsen. Uh, Cal Williams said this out God. loud, and uh, I had to write it down, so I did. Okay, so Ibsen made some mistakes. I don't want to dwell on that too much because we've talked about it before. But one thing that I do want to spend some time about on is Christian Ramirez being unable to hit the target. This happened in Toronto. He, I remember there was one memorable goal opportunity after Quintero scored the first. In the first half of the game, Ramirez runs the ball right near Irvin, sends it wide. Uh, happened again and again in Houston where he was able to get himself into space. He made good runs. He got the ball and then wasn't able to hit the target. What's wrong with our boy? Do we need to bench him? I think you saw the writing on the wall. I think I'm reaching out into this a little bit further with the signings that happened this past week, but I think once Heath announced that there'd be changes to the roster, rumblings may have shown that Ramirez is like, oh, I'm on my, I'm my, my way out. And I don't think he has, Heath has any confidence in the striker anymore. So this is a mental thing to you? I think so, yeah. Because we haven't seen him miss this badly. Usually he's a good finisher. That's one of his best attributes. And he's always had a coach that backed him up. And now he struggled for a few games. Down the score sheet, I think the last time was in Colorado. And just doesn't seem to be... Firing on all cylinders, and I think that some of that is mental. So let's get to, I think, my final question to wrap it up, because I, I really do think we need to cut our Minnesota United segments down just a little bit every every episode. And now that we're talking about two games an episode, it's going to get pretty crazy, but more on that in a second. We'll talk about fixture congestion. The, my overall final question for you is this one, which is when you look at this roster, how do you evaluate the quality of this roster and how do you evaluate the quality of the coaching? And we talked a little bit about the coaching last week and the week before that as well, if I remember correctly. But I yep. want to go into that a little bit. What is the deficiency here with the roster or the coaching? And one thing I want you to touch on is something you mentioned, Colin, which is set pieces. Against Dallas, we had, what, 13? Yeah, 13 corners and I think maybe one shot off of them total. And in this game, we had two goals scored off of set pieces by Senderos, a center back who had some astonishing statistics coming out of this game as well that a center back should never have in terms of shots, passes completed, and all sorts of stuff. So so talk to me a little bit about the, the breakdown, the quality versus the coaching, and about set pieces. I think in terms of coaching, you can see some of the issues in set pieces. Um, you can see some of the issues in... Um, how long it took to switch to a three-five-two? Um, you can look at the fact that even with a formation that really puts everybody in the center of the park, the fact that Toronto even was able to get three goals largely off of plays coming through the middle or on a set piece. Um, but you can also look at the roster and how it's constructed. You can look at the fact that large amounts of money, large amounts of cap space are being devoted to players that aren't seeing the field. You can look at... Such the, as Maximiano. I mean, as much as we hate Alexi Gomez, 
at least his salary is getting minutes. Who are the other ones that you think aren't getting spa- minutes that are taking up cap space? Um, well, I mean, money? It, it's not necessarily their fault, but the fact that uh, Kevin Molino is injured, the fact that Ethan Finley is injured, you know, that's a good amount of money that's wrapped up into players that aren't seeing the field. You then look at somebody like Mark Birch, the fact that he was brought back, got a raise, and yet was by all accounts slated to be a backup. You know, you don't give raises to people that are going to be backups. You find somebody else, somebody that's younger. So the first team that played in Houston, are they an MLS quality team? I, I would say we have four players in our starting lineup that would that would start on, a, on a, any other team in MLS. Who are? Uh, Tintero. There. Uh, Bobby. Not mm. on every team, but Tarbell's really bad. Bainham's really bad. Richard There's, Sanchez yeah. is bad. There's enough bad Obviously. goalkeepers. Fine. Um, Ibarra. There's some teams that would like a player mm-hmm. as, as playing in his form right now. And I would say Schuler is a workman-like box-to-box midfielder that could help a lot of teams in MLS. That's... Not enough. We need more MLS quality starters right now that other teams are jealous of. We traded away Sam Nicholson for Eric Miller. I don't know why Sam Nicholson wasn't that great either. We got Eric Miller in, which is great. He filled a need. He's injured. But we need other players to get better players. It's just, it's weird, right? We need better quality players to trade within the lead to get Younger, better quality players. So if you spend a bunch of money in this transfer window, problem fixed. We shouldn't be a buying team right now. There's a term in... Uh, well, I just didn't talk to you, but mostly in MLB. If a, a team isn't doing very well, they'll sell one of their, some of their better players to a bigger team who's making a playoff push for prospects. We need to find some young MLS quality players or young players with high potential in MLS and try to pry them out of their team's hands with something, but we don't have anything. And that's the problem. I I would actually, Matt Doyle over at MLSsoccer.com. I, I know that we occasionally make fun of him on here, but um, his comments over the last week, I think have been really spot on in that with Minnesota having the second highest median salary in the league, only behind New York City FC. When teams are above that median threshold and are not getting results, that's a sign of the talent not being scouted correctly. Like, so I you don't... replace Manny, you get better talent. What do you do with Adrian? Replace him too. But nothing you've said so far has convinced me that we're lacking that he that he's made any mistakes up to this point he's definitely made he's, mistakes. yeah he's made plenty of mistakes his he's, substitutions are odd bringing off christian every game to bring in toy when we're down a goal instead of adding toy and taking off a defender it's that's just one example but the substitutions are odd his starting lineups like tyrone mears over white Onsberg, are just counterproductive in the long run and this, the switch that Colin mentioned earlier from three five two came too late. That should have been our focus going forward earlier in the year. I'd also argue 
that there are some man management issues over here. Yeah. The, the team doesn't feel like they they have that winning mentality. And that's up to the coach to instill. It's up to the, the coach yeah. to create a atmosphere that is conducive to results. Anyway, you mentioned getting young MLS quality players and Minnesota United has got two, including our second designated player. We've signed two people this week, Romario Ibarra, Ecuadorian winger. And then we signed Angelo Rodriguez, who's Colombian. Do you like these signings? Do you think no. they're going to be promising? No, no, I don't. What Manny has done this past offseason and the leading up to MLS gives me no, absolutely no confidence in any of his signings. Two out of 11 this past year have been good. Quintero and Miller. And and those two came during the season. I don't, I'm not confident in, his, in their scouting ability. I'm not confident in their signing ability or their pull with agents. I don't think, I want to be proven wrong, but Ibarra could be good. I have more hope for him than uh, Rodriguez. Ibarra with uh, two R's instead of Miguel, who's now only has one. Because Bruce... do you, you relegate it to one R? Yeah, because oh, he's, he's the first one. The R's are how we signify. We were talking about okay. this on Twitter. Brucio uh, suggested the system, and I systematized it. If we manage to get Romario's brother Renato, he left three R's in his name. Okay. So you know, and, and we can we can also change how quickly you say Miguel Ibarra. <laughs> and then Romario Ibarra, and then Renato Ibarra. Or when you say Renato's last name, you should roll the R. And okay. then Miguel's just say R. Ibarra. I can't roll my R's, so I won't give an example of that. According That's to that. the Star Tribune, both these players will be here. Uh, well, Romario might be here as early as this week. Renato, oh, not Renato. Uh, Angelo will probably be here uh, next week. Yeah. Um, In terms of kind of what we can expect out of them, uh, Romario, fast left winger. Uh, That's something that the Loons have constantly been signing. I know that there's depth issues with Molino and Finley out, but um, that's another one. Um, With Rodriguez, he's, (laughs) he's... Two inches shorter than Christian Ramirez, and yet apparently is a more physical target man. To be honest, I think that both of these signings are probable quality, but unless they are huge improvements, it's just constant opportunity cost lost in terms of where we're putting resources, where we're putting cap space, where we're putting international slots. And and there's also the fact that both of those players, their attributes are things that won't necessarily solve our problems. And we'll we'll have to look back on this in in some ways. I'm glad you mentioned international spots real quick as Jerome Chieson has his green card. So, Kudos, Jerry. Yeah, he is. He now counts as a domestic player on our roster opening up space. Did we have one open for one of these guys? No, I, no we didn't. Uh, so officially, as of not, right now, so. uh, Rodriguez does not have a spot in the roster because I believe it was Romario who's going to take Jerry's spot. On the so spots. Yeah. Maximiano or Gomez are probably it's, on their way. It is way. looking like Gomez. We, there's that rumor during the World Cup that he was going back to his mm-hmm. parent club and then being sold to a Brazilian side. Yeah, Flamengo. Yeah. Um, Noted guy that has an international slot, Bertrand Awundi Echo. <laughs> no, he's no. 
Isn't that uh, just Brandon Allen in a mask? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't exist. That would be okay. a really, really terrible mask. This could I'm be just like throwing a, that out. A there. great like survivor type you know, reality show. We just get everybody who has an international spot together. Have the and- players vote. The people out. Yeah. Just Are we pool. sure that Adrian comes out of this vote like with this? Oh yeah, no. Can we just have Adrian Heath out, but Tobin Heath can be our new coach? Oh, that, happen. that would Heath be out, Heath in. Something that would be like a reality show type type like reveal. Like next, we bring in Coach Heath, and then the curtain comes out. So many never like ah. <laughs> I, I like this. I, I think we're well on our way to transitioning from audio back to video, guys. So <laughs> watch this space. Um, well, I think it's time to move on to talking about Major League Soccer, unless there's any last-minute Minnesota United. Things. I'm angry at the team. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Everyone yeah. is angry. Move All right. on. All right. Let's now move into a segment that we call the top step. But the cream rise to the top, oh yeah. In the top step, we cover the latest from America's Division One Soccer Leagues. Major League Soccer in the NWSL. We started, of course, with MLS, which had midweek July 4th games, which included the aforementioned Lazy Toronto coming to Minnesota. What were the other July 4th games, and do we need to talk about them in any great detail? Um, let's see. Uh, Houston tied against um, LAFC. The big news from that one was actually uh, pregame, I believe, uh, when human stain Tyler Derrick was reinstated following his suspension for domestic violence. And looking at the scoreline, we probably should have expected that we were going to get demolished by Houston. I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, we yeah. should have seen it coming. Well, they but. they scored two late goals to yeah. get the ties. The very late goals. High. They were right. Yeah, and Mid, also Midmo was yeah, on the side. Yeah, and it was a, a crazy game with the weather delay. In the greatest result of this week, FC Dallas put three goals past Atlanta, who could only <laughs> respond with <laughs> two. Wait, greater than Toronto, Minnesota. Right. You know. Oh, okay. I'm just clarifying. That you know what? You Honestly, that. Minnesota right now cannot give us enough happiness. We have to find it from Atlanta's failures. So we're going true. full shot in front of this. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. 100%. I am in. I'm so in on this. And upping the shot in front of Tesho Akindeli scored two in the final 10 minutes. And other news, Notch has a Tesho Akindeli jersey on. I'm backboarding. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I, I, well, I could see you did in that jersey. I would, you know, I would. Basically, anyone who scores on Atlanta and gets a winner, I should just have like a collection. Like you walk in my house and like there's jerseys just all over, and people are like, "Whoa, this is like a really diverse collection, Notch." Like, are you a collector? Saying no, I just revel in Atlanta's misery. And this is ever <laughs> there's Molino from the first season. Anyway, there's the picture of an Atlanta scarf on fire. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of it all. Uh, Colorado played Seattle and got beat one goal to two at home. What else is new? But hey, that wait. one goal, hey. One for Colorado, started by Nicholson. Uh, the, Our own uh, uh, man of the I holy guess, book, the man who we lost. He died for our sins. Yeah. Sam Nicholson scored a goal for Colorado. Hey, that's too. pretty great. Yeah, he got a goal in, what, 700 or so minutes played for them? Yeah. Well, he had what, two goals and how many minutes played for us? He's a winner. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. RSL center mid. Oh, and by the way, hold for the weekly Colorado question. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll we'll get back. We'll I did not forget. We'll RSL played Sporting Kansas City in what turned out to be a pretty bad week for KC. RSL won four two. Yeah, Daniel Shallowy opened it up and then three straight from RSL. Um, Severino had a 
gorgeous bullet shot. Um, Corey Baird continues to have a really good rookie season. Uh, Bofa gets a nice curler inside. Um, it, it could have been a lot worse for them, given the fact that Albert Rusnak shot the worst Panenka ever. I would it argue was it wasn't funny. the worst. because I think the worst Panenka would go over the bar. Yeah. But it was definitely too Malia. So. The... I think I think the ending of this game was was the the most kind of interesting part in an overall extremely interesting match, which was when we had two red cards. Shallowy got sent off for a second yellow. Roger Espinosa, gosh, it seems like every week he's testing the waters, being like, "Is this the week I get sent off? Is this the week I get sent off? Is this the week that I get sent off?" Yeah, he well, he finally well, got the sent week off. where he has two games in a week. He's like, "I, I can't play two games yeah, in a row, yeah, you guys. I need a rest. <laughs> this is not y'all. happening." Dude's and getting up there. Yeah, give him, well, give him something for that. And I guess he should have had a third. With Lee Sanchez bringing down a player in the box for the second penalty. That was a pretty harsh tackle, and he got very lucky. It was a harsh tackle, and it might have also been Dogso. And well, yeah. and he wasn't making a play on the ball. There, this came up in the FIFA World Cup in a game where a player was sitting down in the box, and they he was judged to be making a play on the ball, so he wasn't given a red card. Yes. It was in Denmark, Croatia. Yeah. So if it seems to be that the player is making a play on the ball, then it's a red card and penalty. But yeah, from no what I saw, on Sanchez was not playing the ball, so it should have been a red. But Still, they lost. LA Galaxy played DC United. The result here was 2-2. I want to draw your highlight uh, or your attention to DC Council member Jack Evans, who was at the Audi Field opening and was was quoted by Pablo Maurer as uh, as saying, and and you should really just stick with me as as I read this. DC United have won more championships than any other clubs. Four championships. We're going to bring that, quote-unquote, World Soccer Cup here in the next year or two because we have the best soccer player in the world here now, right? Right? No, uh, I, I didn't. Turin. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wrong transfer, guys. Yeah. So uh, what about that World Soccer Cup, though? If Rooney's not the best, they have no chance. DC United has well, no the, chance no, the of winning the World Soccer. The Fire's going to win that. Yeah, yeah very true. Fun. Yeah. Uh, when when Rooney was of course asked later about whether DC United would win the World Soccer Cup by a member of the press, he did say, "Well, we all knew what he actually meant." So, good for Wayne. He's dealing with the press quite well over here. Yeah. Uh, Zlatan got a volley in the LA Galaxy midweek game against DC. Let's move on to the weekend game. Philadelphia coming up against Atlanta. Come on, Union, you're one job to do. That was not Philadelphia. Two um, nil, Atlanta win. Uh, Joseph Martinez has scored two more goals than Seattle has this year. That's... Ah, uh, gets stuck in my throat as I'm trying to say the words. I can't praise the man. I refuse to well, do we can so. move on to the next game, too. Miguel Neymar oh. Almiron goes down very lightly, I might It wasn't. Add. It was actual pen. It was a pen. Yeah. yeah. No, was, that, that guy, let, like... Don't let notches... We should meme this. No, is, no. <sighs> no, it was a penalty. Okay how, how, okay, how about this? He Dor- took out of rolls on his fall, but other than that... Okay, if you're not going to give me that, how about this? Dogekill is a pretty damn funny name. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Dogekill apparently is doing betting commercials in the Czech Republic. Yeah. Which is surprisingly on brand. Totally on brand. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to have sports betting here in the United States soon, so might as well get started abroad. Montreal played Colorado. And finished this game with two goals to Colorado's one. Sam Nicholson not able to rescue the Rapids, who 
It's finally time for our weekly question. Guys, are Colorado good? No. Still not? Nope. Okay. All right. By the way, Montreal's commentators, you know, we've talked about them for a couple of weeks. I was just thinking, like, these are the guys who wear those, like, bowling shirts and loose-fitting uh Two colors, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and, and I'm, I'm picturing them like waxing hot rods while they're commentating on the game. So you're picturing two Daffietis? Yeah, okay. yeah, guy yeah. Hair. yeah, I think that's actually maybe maybe sans goatee though. Stad Saputo could be the Stad flavor tongue. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I mean. It, they probably do have poutine. That they is do. like the I mean, easiest, easiest wrap of flavor town. Poutine but, at Allianz? God, I hope so. I mean, according to parts unknown with Anthony Bourdain, he went to Montreal and they have some pretty good food there. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Well, we should probably talk about this game as well, including the com- uh, as opposed to the commentators. Tim Howard got nutmegged on the first goal, yeah. and then he got mad at his defenders for the fact that he got nutmegged. They That's- obliged though on the second goal by like leaving him out to dry so yeah. I'd, I'd like to think that they were like oh yeah you think that was us playing badly <laughs> well here's this yeah. and uh, there was with his first MLS brace um, and Tim Howard that's just his move now after doing short on just yelling at his defenders because just retire he Tim. is the secretary of defense and in the Trump administration people do turn on each other a lot so it is kind <laughs> of in character for him to turn on his own people New England played Seattle to a nil-nil draw nothing Ooh. happened let's not talk about this at all SKC played a 2-2 <laughs> draw with Toronto so by the transitive property we are now better than Sporting Kansas City that's let's, how this let's works let's not play right? them to prove that oh, let's okay. not play them again to prove that okay all right yeah, we are better no. end of story we'll see you in 2019 we do play them once more right Do we? no we don't we do? Yeah, we do. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've just given you your nightmares for the rest yeah. of the season. Um, don't let Justin Morrow pass that close to the box. Just howler mistakes for the first goal. Um, that said, Alex Bono came back after Clint Irwin played terribly. Also, well, not, I mean, Clint Irwin right. wasn't able to get into his house to change, apparently, according to Caleb. So. Yeah, he's still outside in the front lawn. But no, yeah. guys, let me in. I'm really sorry. And Some was in my eyes. You could have at least like thrown my gloves down. I would say that the Bono had the worst week. Have you looked at his hair? It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's like it's Neymar, bad. but without that like blonde fringe to, to cover up the terrible stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of terrible stuff, uh, he terrible, terrible attempt at a penalty save. Um, Johnny Russell, fantastic flip for his celebration. He did, and the commentator said, great Scott, because he's Scottish. <laughs> oh, I get it now. I thought he was just making a Back to the Future reference. They should. I am not smart. No. RSL. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> RSL played FC Dallas, came out with two goals to FC Dallas's zero. Yeah, uh, Bofa Sacedo does very well to win a penalty, beats Acosta to the plant foot. I feel bad for... Those sorts of penalties when it's like the player committing the foul had no idea that he was fouling, but it's 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 a penalty. It is. Um, Albert Rusnak doesn't fuck it up this time. Um, excellent counter to end the game. Um, probably the second best counter that I've seen this month. Which was the first best? Belgium against oh, Japan. Yeah, true. Oh, that, that was so that was like good. literally Lukaku the greatest dummy. counter that ever. That was so good. There was another, by the way, ever since that Lukaku dummy, I have seen two other dummies. Unfortunately, they came from defenders who were <laughs> yeah. dummying the ball and the ball kept it anyway. <laughs> we'll talk about them. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver played Chicago. 
and this game ended 3-2 to two to Vancouver. I noticed for the first time that Chicago, on the back of their jerseys near the collar, had the four stars from the Chicago flag, except one of them is empty. Like, it's not filled in. And I was like, whoa, that must be some sort of really significant thing. Turns out it's the star that's typically used on the Chicago flag to signify the Great Chicago Fire of 1871. And that's why they haven't filled it in, because they're named the Fire. That's pretty dumb, man. Like, I thought... I I mean, I I would pay homage to the people who lost everything in the fire, but... It's been a while, you know what I'm saying? I thought it was going to be something like, oh, this here lies the attendance at at Toyota Park. They're also not in Chicago. It's true. The bridge... Did Bridgeview have a fire ever? Have... Did Bridgeview exist when the Chicago fire happened? I don't know. Yeah. We should probably find out. Let's put our best researchers on this topic. Kamara opened the scoring in this game with an absolutely ridiculous, scrappy goal that came off. The ball must have been knocked around the box about 30 times. Not quite that many. Okay, Mr. Scientist, counting It was exactly 28, so not quite. No, I have no idea. But this is the Richard Sanchez school and and how not to be a goalkeeper. Just, Just... how many times can one goalkeeper run off his line and get burnt for and it? It's not a, it's not like a isolated incident. He didn't do this in, just in this game. He does that constantly. Runs off his line and gets beat. I will remind you that this is a man who played for the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. Oh, that at is one point. point. <laughs> yes. So never so, mind. I mean, it's it's uh, yeah. He was he was pretty bad. Uh, heard though that Johan Kapelhoff was injured in this game. No, he was injured in a car crash on the Dan Ryan Expressway. Oh, I read that. <laughs> that. Okay, I shouldn't laugh because he got hurt. But I read this like Jordan Kapilov injured with like, I thought someone named Dan Ryan like smacked into <laughs> oh, God. Dude, we're leaving this in. We are leaving this in. Why would you laugh at a guy getting injured? No, no. You went to school in Chicago. You know what the Dan Ryan is. <laughs> what is wrong with you <laughs> many, many things Let's, we don't have time for at the moment. Well, we we talk soccer like this. Send our you know thoughts and prayers to Kabelhoff as he goes through his recovery. Um, All right. Apparently, it was minor injuries, and okay. oh, the, it, it looked a lot worse than oh, well, the injuries. Good. All right. Well, now I don't feel bad for laughing at all. Okay, <laughs> what we should do right now is take a break. We'll shall return with more top step and a lot of other things. Something we neglected to talk about in part one in United Passions was the fixture congestion for Minnesota United. We have a game every three to four days starting in, I think, the June 29th or whatever that game was at the end of June, going right up until the end of July. I'm just, and most of these are home games, so I'm just feeling exhausted thinking about how many home games I have to go to. Bunch of them already and tomorrow's game have been with heat advisory warnings. Tomorrow's game, which is a friendly that did not need to be scheduled at this point. Yeah. Probably. Why Why didn't we get Saprisa to come here? Well, 
if we had got them to come here in the fall, they would be in the middle of their season, and they'd probably and, and they'd probably be like, "What are you crazy playing a friendly in the middle of a busy season? Who does that?" <laughs> uh, well, anyway, you, yeah, it it it's not smart. You think and we're gonna have trialists on the pitch tomorrow? We'd better <laughs> not just because I want to trialists. I was like, I don't want our starters to die on the pitch yeah. Put, yeah, Matt Lampson out as like left winger <laughs> <laughs> but we got Michael Bradley out there just to like you know give him a run out get more no, we're gonna advance to boo him yeah. it's fine <laughs> some more tickets baby some more tickets yeah. <laughs> well anyway a lot of fixtures from Minnesota United let's move on with MLS again and get to NWSL here in a second first up LA Galaxy playing the Columbus crew at StubHub, getting the 4-0 win. And not only that, Giassi Zardes did not score. Well, he did, but then it got called back. No, he no. Didn't. that was an assist. Oh, yeah. wait, why was everybody... I, I, okay. It was an assist to an own goal. Confession, so. confession, yeah. I was not paying as much attention when he scored, or I thought he scored. I just looked up and saw everybody congratulating him, rubbing his hair and all this stuff. So I was like, oh, Giassi's artist did something special. Yeah, he crossed it back wait, into wait, wait. How crazy kitchen. is it that we that I naturally assumed Giassi's artist scored? If this was last year, I'd be like, oh, they must be feeling sorry for him or something. Because Giassi's artist doesn't score goals, and now the default is that he scores. When he smiles, it's because he's yelling because he's angry. Yeah, that's it. That's anyway, it. Galaxy score four. Literally nothing happened in the first 42 minutes, apparently, because the, the first, first kickoff, the second highlight was 42 minutes in. Um, Zlatan gets a penalty after Lalas Abubakar jumps down and gets shoved by Zlatan. I was going to say Lalas looked like he like karate chopped Zlatan's face. No, but he didn't. If I was a young player and I was playing against Zlatan, I'd want to tell my grandkids that I karate chopped Zlatan when I played him. That's because you wanted karate chop Zlatan Ibrahimovic in the face. Accurate. Accurate. I would be impressed if you could reach his face. I'm pretty sure he'd six. I'm pretty sure he'd slap me and I would like fly six feet back. Okay. Like the dude is pretty big. Like you just said, he's six yeah. six. Anyway, strangely enough, VAR did not uh, review that penalty, despite the fact that it's clear that Ibrahimovic had a handball in the process. The other incredible thing that happened in this game was that this quote came out of the commentators: "Great run by Cole there, Ashley Cole. Great run. Two words you don't hear very often these days. <laughs> I haven't heard that in a long time. Great Thanks, run to the ATM. I'll tell you that much. Well, um." That game happened, and yeah. uh, LA gets the win Wait, that they needed. Hold on. No, 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 no. Hold on. Going to the next. Hold game. on here. In the notes, it says Alessandrini. Why don't you pass that? That is a direct quote from one Notch Karnick. Yeah, and then then he scored the goal, and, and it turns out it was actually a highlight. So yeah, yeah, I wasn't it was paying a attention. Replay. It was a replay of the goal that you'd already watched. I wasn't paying attention. I was doing something else extremely important. I'm a busy man. I am an uh-huh. international businessman, uh-huh. and I do international business I'm things. I'm a five-star man! <laughs> LAFC played Orlando, um, the Magic Kingdom getting beat 4-1 to one in LA. Oh, it was great. Uh, uh, Diamande, uh, Dio! Sorry. Dios mio, that was loud. Sorry, I w- 
Did I do that right? Was that accurate usage? Um, Anyone? Yes, sure. So. Sure. Okay. Uh, Diamande is just on God, fire. It's, it's so fun to watch. He's that channeling Ryan James Dio into his play. Isn't it great when there's signings and then they keep coming up in our notes? Like a team signs somebody and then they're doing really well. That must be nice for those teams. That would be that so great. Yeah. Happened to them. Yeah. What's that like? I don't know. Portland scored two goals against San Jose. We responded with only one. Armenteros, you pointed out, had zero goals for Benevento last year. And he came to Portland and he's scoring every week. Uh, not only that, he's also doing a Fortnite dance after scoring. Was Be- that Fortnite? I I assume Fortnite? so. I, I, I am I not I one of play. Do any I'm, of you play Fortnite? I'm above 20, not an athlete. So I don't yeah. play Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to keep up with my cool 12-year-old child that I don't have. I play that I know of. Cool 12-year-old school, child. Right? Uh, the two New York teams played this week as well. <laughs> what? <laughs> Was that twelve-year-old child left in a by his family that flew across the Atlantic to, on vacation for Christmas? And he was stuck in New York, and he wasn't twelve in the movie, but let's just pretend that he was. It was an extremely deep Home Alone reference that I was making there. Yes. Okay. You're welcome. Home Alone you now, now that I understand it, that was an amazing joke. Um, <laughs> What totally nil, meant and didn't yeah, just fall yeah. back so backwards into two things happened before this game that changed the tenor of this match, which is first of all, Patrick Vieira a few weeks ago left for OGC Nice, making Dominique Tron the head coach of NYCFC, and then right before this game, you had Jesse Marsh leaving as head coach of the Red Bulls to take what we all at the time thought is the head coaching job at RB Leipzig. Turns out, no, he's going to be the assistant coach for one year uh, on a term-limited manager who knew that was the thing. Well, hold on. He's actually going to be assisting to Julian Nagelsmann in 2019 as well as the... Are we sure about this? Uh, that's what his contract is for. And his contract apparently was approved by Nagelsmann. So, more importantly, though, is the fact that apparently Ralph Ragnick, the official head coach interim for a year, has actually said that he fully intends Jesse Marsh to be the de facto coach. Why? Why does Viking, actual Viking Ralph Ragnick... What, not want to be the coach of this team that he has just been appointed to coach because he was the sporting director before this and he knew full well that if he just appointed some American dude that everybody would flip out ah uh, okay that makes sense the Bob Bradley mistake precisely well, just say he's like the Christian Poole state of coaching and Germans would do it They'll be oh, fine. Yeah. All right. Well, it turned out that Chris Armas took charge of the Red Bulls leading into the Hudson River, Dabe, and promptly lost 1-0. Yeah, um, honestly, not that great of a game. Um, a lot of missed chances on both sides. Uh, Maxi Morales did get the late winner after probably Aaron Long's only mistake so far this year. He's He's been really solid and wasn't there. Um, speaking of other... Emergent talents for Red Bulls. Florian Velo, who's been a really... Valot. His name is Valot. You got to say that a Valot, and then you will get it. See, 
say that a lot. I don't. I don't. I don't like it. People Delete your microphone. Uh, Florian Vlo has been a really, really surprisingly good player for Red Bulls this year, and he tears his ACL in a training session. Is going to be out for the year. Uh, that causes that a lot of a lot of worries for the Red Bulls. We literally <laughs> just told you not to do that. We cut his mic. NWSL News now. Uh, generic football managers journalist Bob Williams has revealed this morning that the NWSL are in discussions with multiple owners and the USL to take over league operations from the United States Soccer Federation. I see this as a good thing. Disagreements? No. Nope. Yeah, more, I mean, you've seen the power of the North Carolina Courage, North Carolina FC partnership. It can only lead to good things if the USL has more strategic involvement in the NWSL. Uh, Unfortunately, on the NWSL website, the Verizon Go90 links are still up for watching soccer and the logos are still there. They should probably take those down at some point soon. I thought Go90 was up until the end of this month or was it last month? I can't remember which. It's going soon. I would just, you know. It, it, it It's still sad. Yeah. Um, 4-1 win for North Carolina Courage over the Chicago Red Stars. Uh, North Carolina is kind of OP. Can you please nerf them, Blizzard? Thank you. The no. millions of gamers who listen no, to our I, podcast I, I, I were just it. applauding loudly, okay? No, as a player In, of Overwatch, I'm like, yes. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. As Thank a, you. As Take a, that, Diva. As a non-gamer, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Crystal Dunn placed a ball. I mean, Magic is the only answer of how good the placement was to open the scoring and scored with her left left foot. And then Lynn Williams does one better. She makes a turn, takes a shot, which goes in off the crossbar. Seriously, you need to go watch these two goals. They are extremely good. Yeah, seriously. Um, Portland 4-0 win over Utah Royals. Heath. Heath in. Hashtag Heath in. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a good impression of what the commentator said it, as soon as the video for this match started up because Toby Neat scored in the first minute of this game, y'all. Telling you. I'm not a soccer expert, but that's pretty good. Yeah. Lindsay Horan scored the second goal on a set piece with an assist from Tobin Heath. And I was thinking triple H, triple H, triple H, because Horan, Heath, you know. And then Serna Gorsovich screws it up by coming and scoring and making me have to learn how to say Serna Gorsovich because I might screw it up. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, you can say it however you want, Notch. No one's going to tweet at you unless she listens. If you listen... Then please, you know, tweet us and give us pronunciation. I'm going to say it one more time. You can find him at K. Olsen. I'm going to say it one more time just because I learned how to say it. Serna Gorsovich. Also, Taylor Lucy getting her first goal off her first touch in this game. Sky Blues playing the Red Stars, going down 3-1. Sky Blues, of course, the team that Sam Kerr came from to play for Chicago this year. Sky Blues frantically searching for the receipts on that trade because Sam Kerr scored three goals to get a hat trick. Take-backs? Take-backs? Take-backsies? I don't think so. Orlando Pride playing the Washington Spirit. Uh, There was a weather delay at this game, which ended with with the revelation that Orlando as a city was still there. Not washed away yet, guys. Not, Not yet. Not yet. Did they have to do, like, the weird squeegee roller thing again? Oh, yeah. We saw that once, didn't we? Yeah. Like, the, like, 
half a foot roller that they were trying to push water with and you're thinking like how does this help <laughs> there's no way that helps wait it was half half of a foot lo- wide have you how s- efficient is that not you- very i'm assuming this is one person i <laughs> don't worry we'll be out of here by midnight by midnight i mean midnight of next week thursday have you have you seen that video of the guy who takes his like rubber flip flop and he's beating a hose that's like kind of out of control and he's like he beats it down and then like it stops. Uh, there's also another one of a guy like mopping the sea. I I haven't seen those, but I that's feel like I have now. now. Thank anyway, you, Notch. So this game ended two to one for the Pride. I want to mention Washington Spirits. Taylor Smith is a really bad defender. She played horribly. So slow on the runs, um, dummies the ball again on defense. This was one of the dummies I talked about before, and and got bailed out by Bledsoe making an incredible save off of the the resulting shot. And then again, Smith is trudging back slowly for Orlando's opener and misses the run by Sydney Larue, who's right behind her. You know the one play. Well, actually, the, Orlando does also have Alex Morgan and Marta, so not the one player, the three players to watch for. But anyway, one of the three players she had to watch for. And she misses where LaRue is. LaRue gets the ball, scores the goal. Amazing effort by Marta, by the way. Individual effort for the winner. Oh my god, watch this goal. She dribbles circles around Whitney Church before knocking a ball over Bledsoe. I mean, this is for me, this is the goal of the week across American soccer. Maybe that one... Yes? I uh, I haven't seen this goal. But even above Tintero's third goal... Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Better okay. individual okay. effort. Okay. It was Fine. just. I mean, it, this was like Marta could have shot the ball and probably at some point, like halfway through this, but she decided, no, I'm gonna get this goal and decided to keep going and dribbling around Whitney Church. So go watch it. Seattle played Houston. The rain getting three goals to the dashes one. A rather hilarious goal for Seattle for their first one. Uh, Rapino's quick throw-in went straight to Jody Taylor. Running behind the Houston back line, chips it over the keeper, Jane Campbell. Just complete inaction. Yeah, again, like Taylor Smith missing Sydney Leroux, you have to, by the way, again, we are sponsored by home security Whoever companies. Whoever sponsors us. Yeah, so please, someone give us money. First person to call. We, we'll have more beeps. We'll open the door over and over throughout our episodes and uh if, if you give us money just do it please abode simply safe any of you if you're listening uh just just do it for us please anyway uh the, you know again if there's a throw-in watch the one attacker running through your back line don't fall asleep and you don't get this goal uh but rapino having a great game who also assisted the final goal and got a goal of her own so involved in all three uh Otto going off injured in this game which is not good news for the rain not not so much um the highlights do also include the commentator screaming oh hi oh hi multiple times unclear so, if this commentator was referring to houston player kelly ohio or just had seen a friend and was trying to get their attention <laughs> Mark just walks by, and all of a sudden, you have to scream. Oh, hi, Mark. Okay. On that note, let's move into a segment that we call Get Low. Let's get low and get to our wrap-up of U.S. Lower League's soccer, starting with the USL, where North Carolina FC got a tie. 
More importantly, however, you I guess need... Char- the Charleston battery, yeah. I should mention the opponent. You need to watch Yakety Sacks, except for in goal line clearance form, I guess. That is an accurate description. If Yakety Sacks was a soccer moment, it would be this play. Either the Yakety Sacks music or the Benny Hill, Hill music would fit this highlight perfectly. Both combined. Yeah. Play them together. <laughs> At once. Yeah. Just assault your eardrums. Ah. Uh. <laughs> How do we describe this clearance? Just go watch it. Nonsense. It's, just, I, just, it's all over Twitter. Just four attempts on Google goal. It. Repeatedly, the ball getting knocked around the box between defender to attacker, back and forth, up and down, it's, in and out. It, it's terrible and also great from North Carolina at the same time. Yes. Yeah. You you should watch this. I wanted to ask the question: How are North Carolina FC doing? Compared to the North Carolina Courage, who are I mean, bossing the NWSL. Well, How North Carolina North- Courage have one loss, and NCFC have more than one loss. So, not as good. Yeah, North Carolina, Clearly. Texas not great, Ranger Bob. in the USL standings at the moment are uh, below the playoff line in 13th place out of 16 teams in the East. Oof. Not great, Bob. So, uh, North Carolina FC needing a few tips from the Courage players on how to how to approach a season, I think. I think the first tip is to have the best players in the league. Yeah. Great tip I, right I, there. That life pro tip. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, looking at the USL table very briefly, FC Cincinnati next year's MLS expansion team in first place in the East. The other expansion team in fifth, right below Indy 11, Louisville City and the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. In the West, we've got Real Monarchs, Phoenix Rising, Reno 911, the Republic. 1868. No, don't call it that. It isn't Reno 911. Wouldn't it be awesome if their phone number was 911-1868? That would be really great. That I, I would confusing. be a huge fan or, of that team. I would buy all their scarves. Yeah. What I do want to point out is in the West, you only have Sacramento as the independent squad that is in the playoff spots. Is Orange County SC an independent team? Um, semi-independent. They're right. affiliated with LAFC. I think the same is true for Reno, right? They're also an affiliate. Reno yeah. is San Jose. Yep, correct. Right. Yeah. So I, we only have one independent team in the Western Conference playoff spots, whereas in the East, there's far more Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Louisville, Indy, Nashville, Charleston. Um, so I don't know what's going on in the USL between the two conferences to make that kind of split, but uh, maybe you should look into it a little bit more. We'll have our researchers look into this question. Sure. sure. Okay. NPSL North update. Yeah, um, the playoffs are official. Uh, Minneapolis City got the one seed in the Midwest region. They won 8-0 in their season closer against Dakota Fusion. Um, AFC and Arbor of the Great Lakes region uh, got the number two spot. Duluth FC are going to host a play-in game against Grand Rapids FC on Saturday. Semifinals are going to be July 20th, final July 21st. We should have a quick word about the WPSL Central region where Fires SC98 finished their season after the Twin Stars forfeited yeah. their final yeah. game, home game. Very disappointing for Wait, Fire 98 fans. The, Such it, a strange thing to happen from an organization like Minnesota Twin Stars. So, so in the Central Region North Conference, Fire 98 finished second below the Chicago Red Stars 
reserves with uh, Fire having 20 points, the Red Stars reserves with 28. No national team news this week, so we can skip over that. Although I will quickly mention Josh Sargent today playing for Werder Bremen in their first team. Right. Along with, I believe, Aaron Johansson. Very cool stuff. Uh, also, Manchester United have signed a U.S. teenager named Will Vint, which I remember only because his name is Will Vint. And the, the question was raised, how many people, Americans, who have gone through Manchester United's reserves have actually got league games for them? Turns out one, Jonathan Spector, who had three league games for Manchester United, had to go back and look up pictures to make sure it actually happened. Oh, well, good for him. That says great things for Matt Olasunday. All right, let's move into a segment that we call The Transfer. Get your transfer ticket because we're switching lines in this segment where we cover soccer transfers from the world over. First up, the one that has stunned all of us is, I mean, who knew that this was actually going to happen? I certainly did not. Fernando Torres. Oh, Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the same joke. <laughs> All right, we ruined it. Cristiano Ronaldo has got Juventus from Real Madrid for 105 million euros. Everybody's first reaction the world over to hearing this news was, nah, it's another rumor. Turned out, no, it's actually happened. It's kind of awesome, honestly. Yeah. I Throughout the World Cup, I'd come to love Cristiano Ronaldo more and more. And Throughout this year, we've come to love Serie yeah. A. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And because it was the most interesting lead this past year. And sure, this chance will probably make it less interesting this, this coming season. But anything that weakens Real Madrid is a plus in my book. <laughs> also, um, I, I have to shout out um, the SB Nation site that covers Fiorentina. They have an excellent article about how this transfer is bullshit because there is no way that Juventus actually have $105 million to spend and still fall under financial fair play, and yet it would happen anyway because it's Juventus. It is so salty, but it is also a very, very well-written article. You see the joke on, online where it's like, oh, Netflix definitely uh, wanted a good season three of their <laughs> Juventus <laughs> documentary, so they wanted Ronaldo and... <laughs> That's what I should go watch, actually. I've been recently struggling to find new Netflix shows it's to really watch. Good. I need to go watch, watch the first season of stuff. it. And it's yep. really interesting. Riyad Mahrez is set to move to Manchester City from Leicester for £60 million. Lucas Torreira. It's official, by the way. It's official, it by the way. Yeah. Where does he play? Lucas Torreira um, is uh, moving to Arsenal from Sampdoria. Yeah. Um, don't go watch his intro video. Is it... Is it bad? Is no, it, it's it's is just it cringy. One of, is it? It's semi cringy just because it's Arsenal getting into the like flashy intro video stuff. Oh, okay. All right, I won't watch it. I won't talk about it. You literally tweeted about the fact that these <laughs> intro videos are cringy. It's true. I just that's what I was referencing. Just, just give me a guy holding up a jersey. You know, just give me a photo of a guy holding up a jersey. I don't want to see like a uh, an angry lion looking past like tears made by his claws and all that. Just give me a photo, all right? Anyway, Fernando Torres, speaking of lions, has moved to Japan, where he's playing for J League site Sagan Tosu MLS. Uh, uh, what are we're boosters? Boosters, uh, 
make a sigh of relief seeing yeah. this news. We won't have to be like, but actually, it's really good for MLS because he's going to be drawing in new fans. We don't have to make any of those arguments that we made for Wayne Rooney last week. Jack Wilshere has signed with West Ham on a free transfer. Apparently, his boyhood club. He wore pajamas with West Ham's logo on them this whole, this whole time he was with Arsenal, is what I hear. Arthur <laughs> has now... Arthur the character played by Dudley Moore in the oh I thought it was the comedy yeah <laughs> I, I, I was I was really hoping for like as soon as Messi gets like a have, super we upset producer Nick we just broke producer Nick <laughs> we by the way speaking of which we are gonna have a producer for our show and this is not a joke it's not our cat producer that we were joking about for a while. Nick Rodriguez is going to join us from next week as our new producer. Hopefully, the quality of the show will improve. God knows it can't go down any further. <laughs> so, anyway, but uh, Arthur has signed for Barcelona from Gremio. I heard Buster signed for Real Madrid. Nailed it! Yeah! <laughs> nice. Well Boom! Done. Someone who Boom. did leave Barcelona is Polino, who managed to come from Guangzhou Evergrande to Barcelona last year, and everyone thought, nah, he's not going to do well. Turns out he was fantastic, at least most of the year. Wins the league, goes back to Guangzhou on a higher salary, uh, on, on a loan from Barcelona. I heard he walked out of the Barcelona locker uh, room, Turned around, pulled the microphone out of nowhere, and just dropped it, and then walked out with another word. If you're living in 2018, you're probably carrying a microphone with you just to do that. It, you know, you never know when you might have a moment where you need that microphone. Hey, it's always in your back pocket. That's what's wrong with our mic. Yeah, I keep dropping it. Yeah. The MLS window has opened. Carlos Rivas has been loaned by the Red Bulls to Colombia's Atletico Nacional. Uh, much to Caleb's sadness, he will not be able to be surprised now when Carlos Rivas manages to hit the target. <sighs> Um, Alfredo Artunio and Agaritex. I don't right. I don't have to worry it's about it anymore game. because he's going to get sent back to Spain. Yeah, and uh, Ortuno is going to go to Albacete from RSL. Let's now move into our segment from Russia with VAR. From Russia Bar I fly to you Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to run to the edge of the pitch and stare at a screen for only four more games. Now three after today because the World Cup is almost over. And two by the time you listen to this, probably. Maybe. Probably. Yeah. And uh, stories from the quarterfinals, guys. Um, Cavani's absence really took the bite out of Uruguay. I'm so Boo. sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Boo. I'm really sorry. I'm the guy who bites people. Well, it, it, <laughs> I was so looking forward to Luis Suarez being like, well, if we're down 2 nil. I might as well just get it over with. And he didn't. <laughs> he didn't do it. And I was so pissed. It's true. He did let us all down. And, and uh, Griezmann, after this game, Uruguay played France, lost, of course. Griezmann coming out and saying he didn't celebrate because two of his Atletico teammates were on Uruguay. He also made some comments about how he feels Uruguay. And Luis Suarez, in full salt mind mode, decided to come out and say, he, well, he might feel that way, but he's not actually Uruguayan. Dude, just let him have this thing. Like He's yeah. trying to be nice. He's trying to, like, yeah. be cool. Uh, Dodin and Jimenez are his teammates, and I, you should... He's trying to 
I guess yeah, like cover their I... wounds and like try to like pick them up and like not. Yeah, I don't know. This was also, a nice time. also the week in which Neymar went full meme. Uh, Tons of videos from all over the world coming out where people shout Neymar and everybody on the video falls down and starts rolling around. Uh, thankfully, Brazil have bl- exited the tournament. Good thing, too, because the world's best diver was able to go help those boys stuck in a Thai cave. <laughs> hey Get them out. <laughs> so, um, Sweden <laughs> looked like you'd expect Sweden to look uh, when they played England. Well, Sweden looked I mean, not good in that game. I'm and, sorry. They were not good. To call them a bad team is unfair. No. They've played... A- very well in this tournament. Yeah, but you would expect Sweden to not be a good team. But they also absolutely smashed Mexico and probably should have drawn Germany. So the yes, operative. But you would also expect them to spend most of their time in a box. I'm not going to ask about if it's coming home because uh, you guys will say something and then tomorrow will prove you wrong no matter what you say. So I'm not going to. We'll we'll talk about England. Okay, uh, because next of that. Week. Yes, it's coming home. Oh. It's absolutely fucking coming home. No, it's not. No, it's not. Oh, man, see, see that, what I was trying to avoid, believe, we did it. Do you believe Rakitic's uh, hat trick? That was crazy. It's crazy how it's not coming home anymore. Yeah, we, we'll see what happens there. It's crazy how by it they meant the third place trophy this entire time. Well, why don't we cover the semifinal and final together? Uh, and maybe we'll spare a sentence for the third place game. We'll do all of that in next week's episode. Because I feel like, again, it'd just be a half-finished story. And who does that? Not us. Um... So let's now move on from World Cup talk to a segment that we call Soccer Things, where Colin dips into the deep, dark corners of the world to bring you stories you won't and shouldn't believe. So you know how Minneapolis City have the number one seed in the Midwest region? Uh, They have told their supporters not to expect to host the Midwest region semifinals and finals. Rather, it's expected that the bid is going to go to AFC and Arbor of the Great Lakes Conference. Now, the official word from NPSL is that it's a competitive bid process. They want to have the best possible venue for the site. However, sources have told me that part of the issue is that the person that coordinates all of this figures out who's going to get this actual bid is none other than the Midwest region board representative for NPSL, who I shit you not, Yusuf Darbaki, the head coach and leader of Minnesota Twin Stars. Okay, this is Yes, going... that's right. Twin Stars FC's head coach is the guy that's on the NPSL board. And is probably, I'm just throwing this out there, recommending highly that Minneapolis City not host at Osseo, which, to be fair, is totally legit because it's a turf field at a high school stadium that you don't even have Wi-Fi, so you can't stream games. Colin, I'm going to stop you there for a moment. This soccer thing segment, when we came up with it, was supposed to be you doing funny things like Taking the JFK assassination. You know, hilarious moments in history like that. <laughs> and then molding some sort of absurd story like Cristiano Ronaldo going to Juventus. That can't happen. And then putting the two together and coming up with something amusing and absurd for our fans to come up with. Not totally plausible things that might actually be happening. Yeah, you know and- what? Here's the thing. All of these 
absurd conspiracies and shit those happen every single day so you know what it's it's just getting depressing to even consider conspiracy theories nowadays i'm sorry i have to talk about real possible things even if they aren't actually real Okay, speaking of things that aren't actually real, let's talk about the bots that take over our Twitter accounts that have our names on them. Uh, where can the good people find those? I'm at Olson 716 You're a human being. I can see you. You're not a robot. I, I, was, I was going with the bots thing. That we, oh, okay. That that that's just, no, they're on no, Twitter. You're actually I was sitting doing there. Joke. I was doing uh, Where whatever. Do you write I'm, for I'm anything? Uh, yeah, for, for 551. I should have something coming out like as we're recording this or tonight to tomorrow have you been writing an article recording this podcast i wrote before i came over that's why you were late we were waiting for you it's two paragraphs it's fine it's about the uh new signing striker rodriguez whatever his name is (laughs) (laughs) what a long episode it's been a long episode uh uh you can find me they're trying to call him a rod too no less oh no no that's not happening that was, yeah, They're that was totally bad. totally trying to do that. Uh, you can find me at The Attachment. Uh, you can find my writing over at E Pluribus Lunum. Um, I got drafted into doing a live tweet and recap of the Houston game. So go back in their feed and check that out. I definitely was very drunk as I was doing that. <laughs> You can find me at TWO United Fans. Next week, you can also find me at the USA Cup, the Schwann's USA Cup up in Berlin, because Idaho Juniors FC are going to be playing in it. A few months ago, I tried to start the effort to bring this team that had been racially abused over to the Schwann's USA Cup. We did succeed thanks to some very generous donations from a lot of different people, and uh, they're going to be here next week, the team from Boise, Idaho, and I'm going to be there to watch them. If you are... Following my Twitter account, I will try to convince you to join me as well. There will be some other opportunities to watch him play. So um, I'm extremely excited for this. So join me next week at the Schwann's USA Cup if you can. You can also find this podcast on fine podcast providers everywhere. Do subscribe. Do encourage your friends to subscribe. The quality of the show is going to go up soon, hopefully, uh, thanks to our new producer, Nick, who's going to be joining us. And uh, we'll let you know what's going to happen with next week's episode. Because on Tuesday night, I'm going to be at the Schwann's USA Cup opening ceremony. And most likely unable to record. So we'll probably have a delayed episode next week. But we'll see what happens. So with that, we'll bid you goodbye. Maybe for a week. Maybe for two weeks. And uh, join you again. Bye-bye.